You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glazed Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap and... She takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the big one betting. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised.
Welcome to Thursday evening here at KLRN, and this is The Culture Shift. I'm Brad Slager, entertainment writer at a number of outlets, here to help guide you through the entertainment landscape to get you ready for the weekend. Joining me every single time on this venture is America's most plugged-in, cableized, digitized, Amish individual, Ordy Packard. How's everything in California? Ordy. Oh, we're... Still smoky. That fire still. that's been going on since September 4th is still going. I heard that they're just going to let it burn out until it stops. Because apparently mm. it's killing a beetle that is an invasive species that's killing the pine trees. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So there's an environmental benefit. Well, it's kind of like the theory that if the fire burns, the trees will probably live and it'll chew up all the underbrush like a rake that Trump talked about. And the added bonus is it'll kill the beetles that are killing the pine trees. So the pine trees will live and the beetles will die. And I'm okay with that because we've already killed off two of the four beetles. <laughs> I just, I'm only laughing because I just love the mindset of California. Right. I say love because I don't live there and I can enjoy it vicariously. Hey, 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 hang on. You live in South Florida. You did a whole thing mm -hmm. on Tuesday about Phil Collins' estranged uh, divorced <laughs> wife or whatever taking over his mansion with armed security. So I don't want to hear shit about California. <laughs> I wasn't making fun. See, the difference is this. Your, your mentality out there is kind of institutionalized and the people are <laughs> clamoring for normality, where here it's the other way around. Our sure. people are just <laughs> psychotic. And yeah. <laughs> when when you have a multimillionaire rock star basically locked out of his mansion with an armed militia by his ex-wife who just got married <laughs> to an Elvis impersonator. And the I'm thing sorry, is, is that he, it wasn't even the first time he married her. He married that crazy twice. Well, the thing is, they weren't married. They oh, well. They kind of moved in together and such. And then uh, she went on a business trip. And then conveniently broke up with Phil via text message. Well, if I, yeah. Got married to a Miami musician in Las Vegas. Now, understand, she has a $1.7 million mansion in Las Vegas. Sure. Not, not big enough for her, though. She has to come no. back to Miami to the $35 million mansion and shack up in there with the new husband with an armed patrol <laughs> circling the property. Yeah, this is... Um, this is South Florida. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, and thinking about that, because I was thinking about that the other night when you mentioned the $1.2 million mansion in Vegas, depending upon when it was built, that could probably be a really nice mansion because I did construction out there in the 90s before I became a bartender out there. And uh, we were building 3,000 square foot that was selling for 100K, 125K. So if it was built in the 90s, before 2000, before Y2K anyway, then, uh, yeah, that would um, that'd be a really nice fucking mansion. Yeah, I was going to say, out in there, $1.7 if you're off the strip, that's a nice-sized casino. Yeah, yeah, really it is. A little bit smaller than Circus Circus, maybe, but otherwise. Right. Yeah. It's like the Sands. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. But. Wait, is the Sands still stand? I don't know. Well, what's going on, man? Mm. How's life out in South Florida? Well, uh, we are environmentally the polar opposite of you. We're on day four of continuous rain. <clears throat> I wish I could share it with you so it would put out some of your fires. Right. Yeah. 
And I, I wish I could share my fires with you to burn out some of that swamp. <laughs> yeah, they, it, it kind of amuses me when they make the announcement of flood warnings here. It's like, we're not really going to have flash floods because the highest peak in my area is the landfill. So okay. <laughs> you're really not going to have gushing waters. We just basically <laughs> standing puddles in the roadway for about 20 minutes before the canals drain them off. And right. there you go. So much for the panic. It's just a pain in the ass. You know, you got to go out to the Amazon hub in between lightning strikes is basically what it comes down to. That's my life these days. <laughs> That's in the election. We've got all kinds of mayhem and nonsense going on and, Figure we should do some coverage here because before our next show, we're going to miss both the election and Halloween. Yeah. Um, it, uh, looks like yeah. we're also going to miss the Great Pumpkin. That is, it's been stolen segue. from us. Yes, the Great Pumpkin, Thanksgiving, and Christmas Charlie Brown specials have been stolen from ABC. They will be the first time in 55 years they will not be on broadcast television. I um, I'm a little surprised that Disney would uh, shuttle those off like that. Yeah, I I am too. I mean, I know that it it's not really considered a Disney property because yeah, you know, if you go to the theme parks, Peanuts is um, Great America, I believe, and uh, not, you know, not Six Flags or Disney. So, but. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that they shoved it off to Apple, and it's probably the only time I'm going to be angry about a streaming service taking something like that. Yeah, because that really, is a cultural uh, hallmark. As long as networks exist, the Great Pumpkin should be on them. Always, yeah. I mean, that's just it's an American tradition, as they say. It's uh, it's Americana. It's Norman Rockwell. It is a given. And now, unless you have an iPhone, you won't be able to watch it, I guess, for the most part. I, I suppose this is their desperate ploy to get Apple Plus more traction and more relevance. But I'm rather surprised. Yeah, I mean, ABC is a Disney property. They've had this for decades. They own all three. Granted, they don't have the rights to the characters, but the TV rights is kind of an in perpetuity contract that they have. You know, they produced how many decades ago? A couple generations back, and you would think they would hang on to this. This is, just, I mean, family fair. It's got Disney gravitas written all over it. But yeah, yeah they, it, they allowed that to go over to Apple. It's weird. You know, and unless Apple is going to show the Dolly Madison commercials, <laughs> then it, it's not. Not. I mean, it just—it's it, dirty. It's just <laughs> dirty. It's kind of odd too. It was the only time in my life I've ever seen Dolly Madison commercials, and it was during the Peanuts specials, <laughs> done by the Peanuts characters. Yeah, so. I mean, I, the only way I even knew about that product, otherwise, exactly. Just, same. <laughs> Fifty other weeks of the year, it doesn't exist somehow. But. Right. Yeah, no, um, apparently um, that you will still be able to view it on Apple TV if you're a normie who doesn't have Apple TV. They will be offering it for free. Uh, the Charlie, the Great Pumpkin will be October 30th through November 1st. You, uh, normies will be able to get it for free. Uh, the Thanksgiving one will be free November 25th to 27th, and Charlie Brown Christmas is December 11th through 13th. The rest of the time, it will be available to... Uh, let's see. The Great Pumpkin is available now. Thanksgiving is beginning on November 18th, and Charlie Brown Christmas starts December 4th. 
Yeah, that just feels wrong. It just doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, along with it too, that's they've got they're they're talking about doing more Charlie Brown specials, like um, Earth Day. <laughs> well, I'm probably not going to rank that one in the same pantheon as the holiday specials. It's just New me. Year, New Year's Eve and back to school. Uh, there's also going to be a Snoopy show. Uh, Snoopy in Space and a Peanuts documentary are all going to be coming to Apple TV soon. Well, I will say this. There may be a silver lining, at least, to, to pull out of this. And uh, that means we may not be subjected to as many of the socially woke complaints. Because if you may recall last year, you know there was a big controversy with the Thanksgiving special where the black character was somehow segregated at the dining table that they had outside. Okay. This was a big, big issue. It's his, was it, is it Theodore? What's his name? I forget his name now. I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> Theo. But yeah. They, they, they made a big deal about this where he was the only one at the table who was colored and he had to sit at the very end and something about the seating arrangement was deemed to be racist. Not that the kids included him in their meal, mind you. Right. But, yeah, it, it's it, what it is, is it comes because actually, if I remember correctly, he was seated at what has traditionally been known as the, the head of the table, the seat of mm-hmm. honor. You know, it's, and that's where, you know, the new the new generation doesn't understand the culture that sitting at the end of the table isn't excluding them. It is honoring them. Uh, no, Ordy, it was racist. Stop oh, okay. trying to try, stop trying to make excuses. And I, Am I, I white explaining? Pretty much, yeah. I, I, I think because Woodstock got served a slice of turkey first, that was also racist. That's you know, there's, cannibalism. There's all kinds of layers of problematics here. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, imagine how uncomplicated your life is that you have to look for outrage like that. <laughs> I just. Uh, yeah, this stuff came out, and I just had to marvel at it. It's like you really worked on this. You okay? Fantastic. You, <laughs> There's you something for... America enjoys. I have to go crap on it now. Yeah, so, something else America enjoys. Two things America enjoys: Tim Burton and the Adams Family. Yes, keeping in our Halloween theme here has been the. Uh, it, this looks like a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of uh, where. It's going yeah, to that, yeah. All it is, all that's left is shopping out who's going to, uh, who's going to be showing it. MGM TV, which controls the IP and has financed the development of it. Um, Tim Burton is doing an Adams Family series, and Netflix looks like it's the top bidder right now. It seems a perfect fit, does it not? I mean, it's it, if it anybody's really going to be hitting this, Tim Burton should take the reins here. I think he's got the proper skewed dark mentality for just such a product and i'm surprised this show was even on in the 1950s like it was right yeah i mean and to and to have a uh knockoff with the monsters too but yeah no this is um i i think this is a fantastic fit now the uh um the rumors are that it's actually going to be following the perspective of wednesday adams and take place in current year but um with Tim Burton on board, I don't have a lot of concerns. No, I'm kind of excited about this, actually, because I, I, 
I kind of appreciate the dark undercurrent that this show always had. I mean, the, the TV show has plenty of it. You know, right around this time of year, I've uh, gotten into the practice of watching some of the reruns. I'll pop it on every so often, a couple nights before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the new movies that they made with uh, complete remake of the cast and such was uh, pretty well done, I thought. And hey, I, I think that was one of the things that suffered most from Raul Julia's death was that oh, they absolutely. weren't able to continue the film franchise. It was, uh, yeah, I think they had the proper tone and everything. They even had a serial, believe it or not. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, just, I was surprised by that. They went full bore with it. But uh, last year they had an animated feature that actually did fairly well for the studio. Right. They, they kind of went all the way back to the Adams cartoon comics, the uh, magazine comic strip that it was all based on. Even that did rather well. And even that had some cross-promotion as well. You could have gone to uh, IHOP like I did and have an Adams Family ghoulish <laughs> pancake stack. I remember you mentioning that. I do. Still have uh, still have the menu so that when the kids go to enjoy their meal, they can open the coffin that is the menu. You know, that is my greatest failure, and I blame the COVID that I wasn't able to get you a Sonic the Hedgehog cup from uh, Jack in the Box because you don't have a Jack in the Box near you. I don't. This is true. I've uh, I've missed out, so I'll probably I'll probably have to resort to eBay. Right. See if anybody's got. I'm still too looking. Uh, it kills me. Johnny Rockets had one for the Meg. <laughs> I I have no concept whatsoever. Who dreamt this crossover up? But I want that menu. <laughs> it, it, that you know what that would be something to see. It's, well, with the Adams family, you got uh, Alfred Go and Miles Millar from uh, Smallville as the executive producers and developers for it. Uh, they're going to be the showrunners as well. So, you know, along with Burton, Burton is actually signed on with this. He's not just putting his name onto it and giving it a little kitsch. He's uh, he's fully committed. <clears throat> yeah, he might be directing. So that's that would be why I'm excited. I mean, usually when they they go the which you know is going to have a soundtrack Second. by Danny Elfman. <laughs> we can only assume you know i was watching uh i was watching age of ultron the other night and he did the soundtrack for that no kidding yeah hmm. he's no. uh yeah i mean that's that's his career now that's what he does yeah you know he, he retired from boingo in like 99 98 99 i think was the last their last tour and yeah he's all in for doing uh scores now but yeah i would be actually completely dumbfounded if tim burton had anything that didn't have danny elfman doing the music for it truth truth but uh yeah he's he's not just lending his name he's he's definitely going to be involved uh, both in the creative side and possibly in the production so if he's behind the camera that'll be great yeah it'll have classic burton visuals for it which adam's family lends itself to wonderfully oh yeah it seems a perfect fit so We'll be watching to see who wins the bidding war that they're having for this. It's it's pretty much in the can, all but you know they they've already MGM like you said. I think they've greenlit the series. They're gonna go into production. It's just a matter of which house wins out on the bid to uh, actually show it. So yeah, this is going to be good. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, with Halloween on the verge, we may as well get into some really scary product here, and uh, the election is two weeks away. 
and we can't avoid it, even though we try to be entertainment based here, but it seems just about every aspect of entertainment is connected to this damned election. I don't know if you were aware of this, Wardy, but um, as far as elections go, this one's the most important in our lifetime. The most important election since the last one. Yes, I think this makes 25 elections in a row now, by my count, that this is sure. the most important one of our lifetime. Yeah. So kudos on that uh, streak. At least we still have that going. Which but, is nice. Uh, you know, as it turns out, uh, politics aren't the only thing that are polarized in this country. Um, we watched, if you were on social media at all, you may have picked up on this, but, uh, Chris Pratt was getting himself scorched all over social media this week for not doing anything. Yeah. It's the first time I've, you know, it, we heard all summer long that si silence is compliance and apparently <laughs> him not going to a Biden fundraiser with the rest of the Avengers. Well, with a majority of the Avengers, um, makes him the worst Chris in Hollywood and obviously needs to be canceled for it. Yes. Yeah. They, they had a, um, they had a gathering of the Avengers on behalf of Biden. Chris Pratt did not show. This makes Chris Pratt the worst human being on the planet in need of cancellation. Right. Well, also because, you know, he's a man of faith and, um, no, that's about it. He's a hunter. He's a hunter. Yeah, he yeah. kills animals for food. Right. Yeah. Unlike the rest of us where we farm out that act. Somebody kills our food for us, so we're not bad. Well, you know, the world needs dish takers too. <laughs> but yeah, this is the case where the, the cast got together. Now, Robert Downey Jr. also did not join in this uh, political confab that they had. Curiously, he's not absorbing any kind of hatred on social media, though. Well, okay. To understand how this all started, you have to understand that there's kind of a joke going around social media right now that I'll have a picture of four Halloween candies, popular Halloween candies, and saying one of these has to go. And mm. that's how this started, was it was one of those things that had Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Helmsworth, and... Um, Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Evans. And it started out good natured as everything does on social media. And then it only takes one jack wagon to go, oh, well, you know, Chris Pratt has to go because. <laughs> yeah. You and, can't just and make a joke and some join social, in. <laughs> uh, some social justice offense that he may or may not have made. And then that's when it turns into he didn't go to the fundraiser. And then this and that. The other thing here's. Okay. What. I liked was that every other member of the MCU came out to support him saying, this is stupid. He is the nicest guy you will ever meet. Y'all are dumb. Yes. Every one of them, no matter how far left that they were, they came out and supported Chris Pratt saying, y'all got this wrong. Yeah. Even, uh, even Mark Ruffalo, who's probably, and it's hard to measure of course, but I would right. wager is probably the most left of the Avengers. In, sure. The know, most off, vocally left. I mean, he's the guy camera. who took off his clothes for Biden last week. God. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. As did numerous others because, right. uh, you know, I, I totally wasn't going to vote. I wasn't even going to go to the polls this year, but uh, some celebrities took their clothes off. So I didn't even know there was an election until that happened. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, this is why they bring awareness, you see. 
Right. For, for, <laughs> but, so, uh, but yeah, he did come out. He, he was like, no, he's like, you don't, you don't get it. Chris Pratt's one of the most amazing people to work with. No one works harder. He's so awesome on set. I don't care if we disagree. I love the guy. You know, I mean, he couldn't be more praiseworthy. And he got in trouble for praising Chris Pratt from these right. same idiots on social media. Like, oh, stop defending that son of a bitch because he does this and this and his church. And that. It, it is, this is the level of intolerance we are at where you – you can't even have a diversive view. If you support somebody's diverse view that you don't even agree with, you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah, I noticed Josh kept his fucking mouth shut. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, okay. If you try, I, I said there's some blue check with 100,000 followers who was, you know, blasting Mark Ruffalo and. Chris and Downey Jr. and all of them and and here's okay Disney is already starting to figure out that Get Woke Go Broke is real they're already Mm -hmm. starting to tire of your agenda now if you're going to attempt to cancel the largest franchise in the history of ever (laughs) they are not going to listen to you anymore your political views, your agenda will be like some mad titan snapped his fingers. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I did, actually. It was, uh, a, it was a good ref. Nice, nice pull right there. Got to give you credit. Yeah, this is – it's it's taken them a damn long while. But, um, yeah, we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a dawning come over certain entities. Now, Hollywood, of course, you know, they – a lot of it has to do with the fact that when they finish filming something, you're looking a lot of times six months to a year plus before it gets released, before they see the results, before they, you know, cause an effect. It, it, there's a long delay for that. So for a case like the movie Solo, where they just, you know, Kevin Kennedy just shoved so much social activism into that plot to the point that it was unwatchable. You know, I think that is what made it click for Disney when they realized we can go pander all we want to these crowds. They don't reward us for it with their money, with their support. You know, you keep things middle of the road and stay on topic. You reap the rewards. When you start pandering though, to the very minuscule crank crowd on social media, they don't pay you back with, monetary support in any no. stretch. No, they, they tell you how your film was even more problematic because you avoided all the problematic landmines. Yeah, you didn't hit 100% of our checkboxes. Ergo, we're still pissed off and mad at you. And here's why you're wrong. And here, you know, and they just launch into it further. I mean, basic companies are learning this the hard way. When they go out and pander and, you know, well, if you don't do that, we're going to boycott your store, says the people who've never set foot in store to begin with. But- right. And I, I think it was. I think it was Norelco that learned that lesson when they pulled their ads from Tucker Carlson and then saw a 10 percent dip in their market share mm-hmm. and yep. realized that the people they were pandering to didn't buy their product. 
So they went ahead and started advertising on Tucker again. But you know, the one thing with this, getting back to the uh, MC, to them trying to cancel Chris, was the biggest argument was why didn't any of these other MCU stars come out and defend Brie Larson while she's been attacked for three years? Okay, let me explain it to the slow people. <laughs> Brie Larson's wounds were self-inflicted. We wanted to like Brie. We were happy mm -hmm. she was Captain Marvel. And then she told us, we were not welcome to see her movie. Right. Her movie was not made for us. So, ergo, Latin, she did that to herself. <laughs> Just, I've not heard that in a while. I always love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's the polar opposite of these two cases here where, as I said at the start, Chris Pratt was getting torched for not saying anything, not doing anything. Right. He didn't, there was no activity on his side to earn and merit the score he was getting where Brie Larson would not shut up. And people <laughs> said, just zip it, honey. And we're going to go to your movie. Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the difference. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it could be more by night and day, you know, as you want and everybody, with a functioning brain, realized that Brie did that to herself. And she's doing it again yes. with her Jedi thing. Her, the, the, the Jedi product she's doing with Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, you're is going... Really, I, th I think I, this is Disney kind of finally doing the, okay, you know what? We're going to put these two... Pro we're going to put John Favreau's Mandalorian up against Kathleen Kennedy's project with Brie Larson. They're both Star Wars universe. Let's see which one does better. Where is this going to be? It's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is it now? Okay. Yeah. So is it, is it on there now? I've, I'm not, I gotta be honest. I, I plead ignorance here. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. It's uh, I I've heard rumor of it out in, you know, the, uh, the, uh, Macosphere, as I call it with, uh, geeks and gamers and the quartering and, you know, other, you know, mm -hmm. that, that just every, everything Disney does now or everything Star Wars does now just elicits more schadenfreude. So, uh, that's, that's where it's out there right now. Got it. Got it. Right, well, in, this actually pretty much trends to what I've always said too, is instead of forcing your views on others, you know, go ahead and make it yourself, put it in the marketplace. Let's see how it fares. Right. This is a, this is a perfect, perfect yeah. example. Because, uh, yeah, the second season of Mandalorian will begin on the 30th, by the way. Okay. And, yep. uh, I, if I were a betting man, and it turns out I am, I just don't know who's taking these bets, but I would, uh, I'm going to bet the rent on Mandalorian here, doing better. I, yeah, I, I will bet the house. The, so, uh, yeah. just, uh, I, I'll lay the chalk on that side, put me down for it, and we'll see how it goes. I, uh, I look forward to, well, not seeing their product, but seeing how it fares in the marketplace. I, yeah. <laughs> Three Larson and Kathleen Kennedy together, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've seen out there. Yeah, that Kathleen Kennedy is heading up a project with Brie Larson, and it's going to take place in the Star Wars universe. It's why she's been doing those Instagram selfies uh, dressed as a Jedi. Yeah, see, I, and again, I'm pleading ignorance here because my involvement, curiosity, and otherwise involving Brie Larson is been, yeah, no, let's just go there. I'll try to be as polite as I can, but yeah, she's <laughs> she's pretty much driven any interest away from me. So yeah, cool. I, yeah, I could I could summer. not have less interest in anything that Brie Larson does. 
Sounds sounds ghastly. Just gonna say yeah. it, but uh, we'll see. Thanks, we'll I see. hate it. <laughs> it's kind of like Yoda says, "Do or do not." Okay, well, I'm gonna choose the second one. Right. I will not. I will do not. All right. Well, we have already hit the bottom of the hour. Yeah, let's was, do, uh, let's do this quick hit real quick because this just came across today. Um, before okay. we go to break, Tom Holland is going to be uh, in. They're doing a uh, film version of uncharted the video game series and tom holland will be playing nathan drake he's uh yeah he's, he's built himself up some decent clout as opposed yeah. to the other spider-men that we've seen of late sure Sur- surprisingly i mean he's actually beloved uh yeah people are actually clamoring for more of him That's unlike the previous two where they just said is, is there going to be another one okay all right now they're Did, actually uh something we asked for yeah, but now it's like this is the kind of announcement where people are like, "Well, that's cool, but is it going to affect Spider-Man?" You know, there, there's that kind yeah. of reaction going on. So it's yeah, cool. I mean, uh, yeah, people have been slated to play uh, Nathan Drake before, actually Nathan Fillion and Mark Wahlberg, and that's how long this project has been in treatment. Wow, that they've really? Aged out. Holy cow! <laughs> that's uh, that's a long-lasting property right there. Holy right. Yeah, the <laughs> video game series goes back to 2007, and. Hmm. Uh, so it, it's big on PlayStation, and it's a huge franchise of video games. And uh, it should be fun. It's kind of um, – he he uh, claims to be the descendant of Sir Francis Drake. It's kind of a treasure hunter uh, game. So maybe um, indie without the crystal skulls. We can help. Hmm. Color me interested. And yeah. you know, with him on board, who's uh, who's behind it producing and all that? Did they say uh, that? This one, let's see. Like I said, this just came across um, – yeah, I saw it was pretty fresh. That's why I wasn't uh, immersed. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Fleischer uh, from Venom is directing. Uh, it also stars Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, and Teddy Gabriel. Slated for a June 21 release, or July 21 hmm. release. Oh, so he gave Wahlberg a different role. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he must uh, probably going to be playing a mentor now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I guess. Marky well, that's Mark, cool. he is not. <laughs> Awesome. Look, uh, that's some, that'll be one to watch. I'm kind of interested now, i got to say. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's do, the, uh, let's do the break now because we still got a ton of product to carve through. So we will uh, bring our best for the next 30 minutes, but give us two and a half. prefer real mornings shouldn't you have a real breakfast at mcdonald's we get real about breakfast that's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only a dollar fifty it's time to wake up breakfast single item at regular price prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal you are listening to klrn radio where liberty and reason still reign 
Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon, so if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive rate shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a rate shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new signature wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a sesame ginger glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap, and she takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spell. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. And welcome back here to the Culture Shift, your entertainment guide to the coming weekend. And we were just covering how the Avengers cast was getting together on behalf of Joe Biden. This seems to be the trend in Hollywood this election. You know, if we think back to 2016, if you recall, you know, we were getting inundated with those two-minute public service announcement clips, recall those that we were just getting hammered with from Hollywood? Yes, yes, because people really enjoyed that, so let's do more of it. Yeah, well, the uh, it, it almost seems like Hollywood may have learned a little bit of a lesson that those don't work, uh, given the plethora of these PSAs and the result that it did not lead to, ergo, Latin, <laughs> just, that's that's just such a great flash of the past. I love it. Yeah, Hillary didn't really benefit from that, so uh, they were still kind of lingering on that concept throughout the Trump presidency. Every so often, one of these would pop up, and people would say, oh, "Well, this again." But, yeah, generally um, the West Wing. 
they 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 basically jumped the shark uh, right around March of this year when they put out the videos for the benefit of the American people suffering from COVID. The Imagine video. Yeah. Seems like Hollywood finally figured out that people don't want to watch this crap. So they've gone a different route for the election. It seems like reunion specials are the thing to do now to support the Democrat candidates. Yeah, it's kind of this is this is cringy on a different level because they are cashing in their show. In saying, oh, well, people would love a reunion, and they've been clamoring for these, and look how good the Jeffersons did, and all in the family did, so let's do a reunion show, and we'll do a table read, but it'll be in support of Senate Democrats in Texas, or Wisconsin, or... I I suppose, I mean, I, I kind of feel like what they were going for here is to kind of generate news and buzz off of this, you know, like what they've started with the West wing. They, they were going to bring the cast together for a special episode. It was going to be on HBO plus and it was all going to be on behalf of the Democrats. Okay. But I mean, it really kind of feels like they're just playing to the crowd. I don't know anybody's actually going to be, convinced to switch a vote or an independent is going to be swayed by this kind of thing. I fucking love happy days. Holy shit. They're doing, you know what? I'm changing everything I believe about Joe Biden. Yes. I wasn't on board with Joe, but, but now mouth, gonna... mouth is all about Kamala. So <laughs> yes. I think when you're taking your political cues from Potsy, uh, right. I think that pretty much says everything there is, but yes, Happy Days is going to be one of these cast reunions taking place. They're going you know, to do all this. All this says to me is Andy Griffith did not beat Ron Howard enough. <laughs> I, you know, Ron doesn't even bother me that much. I mean, I'm sure he's leftist. I don't. He doesn't seem very militant or ardent about it. At least he's, he seems yeah. casual. And, you know, like, okay, you're you're a Democrat. Got it. Cool. You know, like we spoke last week on. Disasters in the making with uh, Michael Gross. We know he's right. Titanable liberal. He's that's fine. I, I it's the the views I don't care about. You know, if you hold a sure. political view opposing mine, I'm cool. It, it's when you just you know jumping in the face and telling people they're stupid and you got to go out and vote and if you do that, you know that's when when they become too arch about it. That yeah, back down. You know, hit the throttle off a little bit there, can you? But uh, Hollywood can't. So yeah, we have we have the cast of Happy Days getting together on behalf of candidates in Wisconsin, the West Wing on behalf of Joe Biden. Hey, hang on, I, I gotta. We can't just let that Happy Days thing go by because everybody knows that um, Scott Baio is pretty right wing. Mm-hmm. So John Stamos has volunteered to step in in his place. <laughs> yes, <laughs> John Stamos. We can't just. Gloss over John Stamos wanting to be Chachi. No, no, that was going to be a hit, definitely. (laughs) That was a touchstone on the list for sure. John Stamos is Chachi. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know who's going to take the Aaron Morin role, but fingers crossed we'll find out. Um, The cast of Veep is getting together a few times as well. Of course they are. They're going to be doing a, a Zoom reunion on behalf of Wisconsin again, and also on behalf of candidates in North Carolina. 
sure. down. They're, they're doing this to go down ticket. So if you were, I guess, on the fence about your Senate seats and your state house commission races, then uh, maybe Julia Louise Dreyfus is going to have you sway for those people you've never heard of. And <laughs> and if she doesn't do it with a Veep reunion, they're putting together what could only accompany be accompanied with air quotes a Seinfeld reunion for <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I, yeah, this is this is the one that really has me perplexed. <laughs> yeah, it, okay, be, because nothing says Texas like obnoxious New York urbanites. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're talking flyover country in Texas. I mean, granted, <laughs> they have metropolitan centers in Houston and Dallas and San Antonio. Yes, but don't tell that to the people in New York. They don't give a damn about right. Texas. <laughs> Right. The people in L.A., no. They only look at demographic numbers and that's it. The rest of you people could screw off. So, yeah, the obnoxious New Yorkers are going to campaign on behalf of Texan Democrats, okay? Yeah, and really, it, when I say air quote a Seinfeld reunion, it is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, and Larry David. That's it. Wow. That's not really uh, a reunion so much as it is a auto mall opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is when you cut the ribbon for a news used car lot right. level of talent right there. Yeah. Um, I, it's just the Texas part that just floors me. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> Have you people <laughs> been to Texas? <laughs> Heard of Texas? Studied it all? Yeah. It, <clears throat> the, the Manhattan people that carp and moan about, you know, the, I, I can tell you right now, the attitude is going to be this of the same people I deal with in South Florida. Oh, you can't get good bagels anywhere in this place. Oh, the pizza sucks around here. <laughs> it's because of the water. Yeah, they don't have that New York water. Yeah. <laughs> we have fantastic. Give me some of that metropolitan <laughs> reservoir juice. Right. Please. Yeah, Ponce de Leon discovered Florida looking for the fountain of youth and thought that he found it because of the water of the quality bubbling out of the artesian wells. Yes. There's your little we, history fact. <laughs> we, we, we're actually known for our crystal clear water in the state. I mean, I've gone diving inside of sinkholes in the springs here. You know, right. It is, this is the kind of, they bottle this stuff, Zephyr Hills and stuff. This is spring water, literally. Right. Don't give me your metropolitan Manhattan water is better. Shit the hell up and move back if you don't like your use. But yeah, they're going to go to Texas. Okay. Yeah. You know, the um, one of these reunion shows that I don't have a problem with because it has no political slant whatsoever. I don't know if you saw this one is the uh, Everybody Loves Raymond reunion this week. They're doing it on Friday to air on Tuesday. Oh, really? No, I didn't. Uh... Didn't see that one. I know they did one for Parks and Recreation back in April, I think it was. Yeah. Because everybody was kind of in lockdown, so they decided to do a lockdown episode with everybody. You know, it was one of the very first shows to do a COVID broadcast, so to speak. But yeah, and that was in pretty good faith as far as that goes. It wasn't sure. politically minded, which I'm surprised that uh, Leslie Nope, who absolutely loves Joe Biden, this is a cast I would have expected to come forward. Yeah, no, this one, it's, you're going to have Ray Romano, Patricia Heaton, and Brad Garrett, and uh, you know they're going to discuss the show. They're going to do a table read, and um, 
Yeah, that's you know, and that's basically the long and short of it. You, in what I saw, this is from uh, UPI. Uh, it's not for any political cause whatsoever. It's just you. They were lucky to get a cast like that. They had chemistry and they want to, you know, do a relive on it for. They're doing it in the Zoom call format, mm-hmm. so obviously, and but yeah, so. And I mean, that wouldn't. That would probably be what I want. I mean, like. Everybody Loves Raymond was kind of a pedestrian sitcom, but yeah. the cast was amazing as far as the way that their chemistry and the, the timing and everything like that is what made the show. It wasn't really especially funny, but it was just the interaction of everybody was just on every episode, it seemed like. Yeah, no, it was. they, they were all very good at what they do. They worked fantastic together as an ensemble. And yeah, like you said, it was pretty pedestrian, middle of the road. They, they didn't hit a lot of you know highbrow notes or try to have any you know on a special episode of. Um, they just <laughs> they, they did their thing, and you know, no message, just pure good '90s sitcom. Yeah, it was. I mean, basically, it, it sat in the format of the dumb husband, and you know, Ray Romano being the comedian that he is, you know, he can just hit his beats, didn't have to do anymore, and he was smart enough to get out of the way of everybody else. Yeah. And you know, Brad Garrett had his own. You've got, you know, I mean, Peter is just a genius. Sure. Patricia Heaton was an unknown piece of gold. I mean, she was wonderful as the wife. So everything right. just worked. And Doris I, Roberts. Yeah. Mm-hmm classic comedian herself so i would be interested in watching this one just for that alone just to see talent yeah unfortunately you know it's like Aggie just said in chat that we've lost peter boyle and doris roberts but you know like you said brad ray and patricia getting together i i'd watch it definitely definitely would be uh, worthwhile well the the landscape for this kind of stuff is definitely out there because, you know, streaming has just exploded and it just seems like in the past week, some, some tectonic shifts in streaming have gone on. We just recently heard how Disney was completely recalibrating their business model towards streaming. Yeah. Really. And I mean, we talked about it two weeks ago on what does this mean for the future of their blockbusters and their franchises? Um, are they going to go with high budget, high volume, uh, webisodes like they're doing with Mandalorian and WandaVision? Are they going to stick with big, you know, because in these uncertain times, it, <laughs> the, the one thing that the coronavirus showed is that how fragile their industry really is. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing that COVID has kind of provoked out of them is, you know, Kevin Feige loves to get up with the Marvel universe and have, the next five to 10 years mapped out as far as release schedule goes. Sure. And the last time they did that was, you know, right after Endgame, of course, we're going to have to get into the next MCU phase. So they were splitting it up. It's going to be half theatrical, half streaming. They had properties that were going to come out specifically on Disney plus, but now everything has been pushed back. We talked about it last episode where Warner's has had their entire slate moved. Yeah. As a result of this. So I think Disney's doing the same. And with the MCU getting pushed back as a result, they've been provoked into getting into streaming hot and heavy much faster than they anticipated. But yeah, we're they, seeing they a were, shift taking place now elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, they weren't they they fought off dropping Mulan just direct to streaming. Um 
And uh, when they finally got around to it, I think that that hurt them more. I think if they had just dumped and ran, they would have gotten to it before all the anti-China backlash yeah. and probably would have had a success. But, um, yeah, it's you have studio – it's like um, Nolan's Tenant. Yeah, that did great overseas terrible it's not even going to break even because you know local box offices are closed so yeah you're seeing this reshuffling and this rethinking um and i mean you hit you hit me with one today with pluto and uh, viacom yeah the this is a, a new phase that's actually an old phase um, you know I, i've known pluto tv for years because that's where mystery science theater found a home a couple of yeah. years ago and then they did as well with Rift Tracks. They have independent channels for both on Pluto. And as a result, Pluto's been expanding like crazy. You can get it anywhere now. You know, it used to be you had to seek it out, download it yourself. I had it on my phone for about a year before it became available even on smart TVs. Mm-hmm. But Viacom bought them out. CBS technically bought them out last January. And have yeah, that made was pretty them quiet a- too. Yeah, but, but it tied in, you know, after that acquisition, that's when they started rolling it out everywhere and it became a viable option. You get a TV, you're going to have a Pluto TV app on there automatically, it seems. Now. Sure, it's part, of, it's part of that. You know, if you've got an Amazon Fire Stick or an Amazon TV, you can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it on the Fire Stick. i got a smart TV in one room that's got its own apps installed. That was an automatic load. And this is a trend Curiously enough, that commercial channels now are becoming much more in the norm. You've got IMDb is a free channel that plays movies and a bunch of other things, too. Uh, Tubi's available and a few others of the same nature where you can watch content. It'll be commercialed, but you can watch. Yeah, the, the, yeah, those are called, if you're not familiar with the terminology or if you see it somewhere, those are called FAST. Those are free ad-supported television. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, two years ago, people thought this was a dying enterprise. But right. It's almost like a broadcast cable network. It's a, it's kind of a hybrid of sorts, and it's actually taking off. People are digging it. Yeah, and it. But part of the news is that um, CBS Viacom has fired their head of did or fired. We'll, we'll just say um, he is stepping down to pursue other interests. And the CEO of Pluto is now taking over uh, CBS Viacom's digital streaming. This is going with their restructuring of CBS All Access, which will be known as Paramount next year. Paramount something? Paramount Plus, yeah. Yeah. So, and then they're going to be rolling uh, Pluto in with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of – we've talked about it, how CBS uh, streaming service is not really – become entrenched like the others it's dead last and they're also very fragmented they also they have like a separate streaming channel for sports they have a cbs news streaming app as well Mm -hmm. like they're they're not very cohesive they've just been doing kind of ad hoc and it looks like they're trying to now finally bring everything together because there's so much competition and hunger for this yeah although curiously one of the newer enterprises has uh, has just gone belly up this week. Yeah, Quibi. We talked about that when it came out, wondering what the hell it was. And what Quibi is, is a short take where nothing on it was longer than eight, ten minutes. Uh, just, you know, kind of quick episodes. And it was only available on mobile devices. 
which is bizarre as hell. Yeah, Quibi, it stands for Quick Bites because they only offered like eight or ten minute vignettes of shows. They were basically, that was an episode. And it turns out it's lived up to its name because they uh, rolled out this spring and it was just a day or two ago they've announced that they're pretty much going to start shuttering. Yeah, all shows have been canceled. Um, whatever content is left out there. And it wasn't like that they had, you know, no content. I mean, they had big names making they had shows. Huge names. Yeah, they, had, yeah. They, they were getting Sophie Turner. They had, I mean, they had a lot of, you know, big names who were making shows for them. But the attitude was, isn't it just an expensive YouTube? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they tried to pass it off as being a pandemic issue. Right. When, you know, considering that everybody was consuming as much streaming as possible, it turned out to be a platform issue because they basically what they were hoping for was to hit the millennial crowd and younger where they would basically watch these shows while commuting and doing other things. You know, like yeah, they were hoping to something. catch short attention span theater and unfortunate. Well, unfortunate for them, fortunate mm-hmm. for the rest of the world. The covid has turned short attention span theater into rabid digesters of binge watching. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone kind of in the other way. Like I've encountered this myself when the new episodes of the boys came out and it wasn't the full season. I was like, are you crapping me? I just cleared an entire evening, you know, right. And uh, three episodes and you're on the hook. Damn it. Okay. But um, 10 minutes. Yeah. That doesn't really work when people are stuck home and want to consume a crap ton of product. So this was going back last year when they were announcing it and starting to pre-promote it. I had questions. Was like, really, is this what, is there a demand for this is what really through me. And and there was no lack of effort here. I mean, this is Jeffrey Katzenberg's baby. He's one of the right. huge producers out of Hollywood. There was a one, lot of money thrown at it too. I think six fifty was the number I saw. No, one point seven million has been oh, invested in this. <laughs> it's with investors. I mean that's that's a final yeah. tally. And I, I got it they they were hoping to get like eight million subscribers by the end of this year. They were up to about 1.5 maybe and that's depending on how they measure it (laughs) so (laughs) it turns out quick bites lived up to its name yes it it did hey we're getting played out because we got a debate show we do we are hitting the top of the hour so orty uh besides the nine o'clock hour where else can people find you oh they can find me on twitter as orty packard they'll find me on monday with politibunny on one nation under foo and cyber wars with lou and then around to the usual fair work. People find you. Well, every Thursday, I'm either here with you or like next week with Paul Young for Disasters in the Making. Every Tuesday evening, 9 p.m., it's me and the fair Aggie Reekin as we do a pod divided where we cover some deeper cultural issues. And then for political entertainment writing, I'm over at Red State. I'm over at Town Hall. I'm at Twitchy. And more than that, on a daily basis at Twitter, you can find me at Martini Shark. Awesome. And stick around at the top of the hour. Forty, myself, and Rick, and I believe even Aggie is going to sit in as we do a live broadcast for the presidential debate. Should be, uh, should be murderous fun. I have to go reload all of my uh, potables for this event. Otherwise I do as well. As, otherwise known as Shit Show 2.0. But we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Stick around. Stick around.